Okay, I'm going to start here in, uh, in Genesis chapter 1. Um, and uh, there's so much competition for what people, I mean, are we here, it's in your, in your, you know, if you've been to the city schools or whatever, uh, uh, whatever, and, you know, it's like, this, you laugh at this. This is like, <laughs> but what are we doing in church? If this is not true, it's ridiculous. Uh, now, if you go to Google and, like we think in today's society, you just Google everything. No, you don't. It, 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 did Jesus really die for our sins? Google it. Man, you're going to find out he didn't. But he did. Don't listen to that. Praise the Lord. Did God really create the heavens and the earth? You know, go, well, nah, evolution, big bang. That, that, you're not going to get anywhere by thinking we can take a pill for everything. You know, it's a quick fix. You know, go back and look at the evidence. That's where if you look at, if you look at uh, creation evidence, look up and, uh, and look up evidence of dinosaurs and man, it'll shock you. Oh, uh, we got Indians in Colorado making pictures of a brontosaurus. They're not supposed to know what a brontosaurus is. Well, how, what's the problem there? Well, see, we've all been told that, uh, you know, back when Darwin came out with his stuff, you know, that, wow, well, this is the way it we're, we're just so sophisticated. And some things be like, well, how did the light get from the stars? It's light years and stuff away. So that proves, no, it doesn't. You're asking the wrong question. The question is, how did that light get here so fast? See, we've totally taken this out of the equation. Now, let me, let's go back to this because this is so foundational. Do you know Jesus quoted from Genesis so many times? The New Testament, the references are back to Genesis. So if you discredit this, guess what? You can discredit the rest of it. And that's the reason you've got to go, well, yeah, but Richard, I have a problem. I don't know about the dinosaurs. The word dinosaur was not invented till the 7th, till 18th century. It's when it means terrible lizard, okay? What were they called prior to that? Dragons. You know, we got in Texas, we already have in crustaceous limestone, we have man's footprints and dinosaur footprints. But no, 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 they're not going to tell you that. They're going to say you have to go to Sunday school class to hear that because they don't believe that. Same thing they tried to deny a global flood. They'll say, well, it was a local flood. It's a global flood. It's huge. All goes back. Anyway, so that's enough said on that. But the cool thing about it is when you leave here and you just want to look for yourself, look under creation evidence. Any creation evidence, it'll blow you away. You'll be like, oh my gosh, this stuff is younger. than we You know, we're losing the moon. Moon's getting further and further away. So guess what? They say the planets, well, it's so funny. Every time they date things, they, it gets longer and longer. Now we're up to over, well, it's 4.5 billion years old right now. But back in the 60s, it was only, you know, 300 million, stuff like that. Now we're billions of years is what they're saying. That's what they say, you know, their evidence, whatever. But if the moon, if you had billions of years, 4 billion years, there's no way. You can measure the distance. Same thing with uh, rings on Saturn. And, you know, we're losing our magnetic system. I mean, our magnetic, the, you know, it's called gravity. It's getting weaker and weaker. Some of us are losing weight. <laughs> you know. but, anyway, but anyway, all these things are just, it's just evident. But anyway, I want to, listen, somebody's dead wrong. Jesus references Genesis. He talks about, remember some things I know he said? He said, Sodom will rise up in judgment against Tyre and Sidon. He, he mentioned Sodom, okay? Wow. He mentioned in the days of Noah? <laughs> Genesis. See, Noah shows up by the fifth chapter. So somebody's dead wrong. Jesus also said in Luke chapter 19, let's just look at that real quick. Uh, in Luke 19, and we're not making fun of anybody. It's, it's, it's totally understandable. But you know, you have to watch yourself and go, you know what? Praise the Lord. 
I mean, it doesn't make you a better Christian to be socially acceptable by buying into thinking that, well, God used evolution. Well, first off, the law of thermodynamics shows that things are not getting better. You leave your car out here, will it evolve into a brand new Mercedes? No, it's getting worse. It's getting worse, okay? But anyway, same thing uh, with uh, our solar system. This is another interesting thing. This is just cool. Just things I like to look at. The, the solar system, you know, you got a magnetic force. The strongest thing out there is the sun. Well, see, this baffles, you know, see, the evolutionists have a real problem here. Because the things, there's things that are close to the sun that are not supposed to be there still. It's debris going around. It should have already been sucked in. Also, galaxies, if the Big Bang is supposed to, any, any object going in a direction keeps going in that direction. But we got galaxies going the other way. Venus has got moons that go this way and got ones that go this way. What's up with that? Why not just settle for creation? Praise the Lord. Okay, anyway, because by the way, Jesus is behind the creation as well. All things were made for him and by him. So let's go look at this. So here we are back in Matthew here. And let's go to the 19th chapter. Uh, I said, look, I'm going to go to Matthew, excuse me. Matthew, yeah, all right. Uh, look, notice this, this in reference to divorce. They, they were trying to trip him up because they hated Jesus. These are the Pharisees, not the multitudes, but the Pharisees, the religious people that were supposed to know better. You know, Jesus told the religious people, he says, you know, harlots and tax collectors are going to get into the kingdom of God quicker than you are. Well, no, I'm a holy man. Well, you ain't getting in. See, they didn't want to accept Jesus. They didn't want to accept grace. They didn't want to accept all these wonderful things. Okay, here we are. So anyway, they're trying to say, well, hey, what about divorce? Notice what he says. Don't you read the scriptures? Boy, now that's where Jesus gets us right there. Don't you read the scriptures? Read <laughs> the scriptures? What scriptures? People were drunk when they wrote the scriptures. They weren't drunk. Way too much evidence. It wasn't just one author. Several books. And as, like, like say, two weeks ago, or last week we studied, and we found out where Ezekiel said, and Ezekiel identified the Lord was speaking, and he said, I don't care if Job's there, if Daniel's there, and who's the other one? Uh, Noah's there. You know, well, that just grabbed all three of them and let us know, wow, somebody believes those three were actually here. Okay, so don't you read the scriptures? It's written in them that at the beginning, oh, you mean evolution? No. At the beginning, God created. Yeah, but I have trouble with that. You shouldn't have trouble with that. Think just a minute. You believe that Jesus died on the cross? Now, I know a lot of people are in this boat, too. They go, yes, he died. Yes, he died. We feel sorry for him. Yeah, he died. Uh, and they don't buy the resurrection. Or we got folks that, like we should, man, he rose from the grave. <laughs> you believe he rose from the grave? And you can't believe he created everything? I mean, gee, hold on a second. Okay, but now there's such an important reason that creation is so important. Because see, when the chips are down and when things are going crazy and stuff, you can look up and see all of the Lord's beauty and stuff. And, and he claimed he did it. But besides that, somebody is lying to us if it's not so. Notice in the beginning here. Okay, wow, he created them. Ooh, somebody's saying that. Let's go to uh, the book of, uh, let's go, oh, look at this. Let's go to Isaiah. Remember the verse that says, uh, Oh, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Let me get to it. 40, Isaiah 40. Look at this, Isaiah 40. He says, uh, Let me get down here to it. Where am I at? 40, 15.
Look at this. Here we go. Let me back up just a little bit here. Look at this. Oh, Jacob, oh, Israel, has, uh, how can you say that the Lord doesn't see your troubles and isn't being fair? Oh, don't you yet understand? Don't you know by now that the everlasting God, the liar, oh, oh, well, he's not a liar, see? See, we, we have a serious problem with, as Christians if we, you know, if we sort of secretly behind the scenes think he didn't create. In other words, anyway, but he did create. The creator of the farthest parts of the earth never grows faint or weary. Wow. He gives power to the tired and worn out and strength to the weak. Even the youth shall be exhausted and the young men will give up. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Now, this is literal strength here. If you want to call it spiritual or whatever or mental or whatever, well, fine. Whatever it is you need. But it's physical strength too. It's, I mean, David said, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. Ha! You mean you got a pat on the back and you feel confident. No, David actually blew a hole right through it. His warriors were awesome. They're listed there in the history records. Man, one guy knocked out 900 people. Well, that's, what's the deal with that? Moses said, if one will put 1,000 to flight. Yeah, but it's just me today and I'm by myself. And uh, Read the scriptures like Jesus said. And you'll come out of there knowing, praise God, I'm going to do it. And it's not like, well, you just, you just gussied up. No, there's more that be with you than be with it. There's angels encamped about you. You will overcome. Now, where can we go with that? Uh, the greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I mean, it doesn't matter. All you need is, notice it said, he gives power to the things as well. What he means is we have a bunch of friends and friends depend on friends, you know, and all this kind of stuff. You know, No, it's not. You can be totally alone. You know, we, we, as Americans, we bought into all this teamwork stuff and all this. Now, teamwork's wonderful and fine, but listen, when you're by yourself, you've got Jesus. You don't need anybody else. Okay, now, uh, look, let me show you another one here. Let's look at, because uh, somebody's dead wrong. Look at Job. We think, oh, Job, he's just such a, you know, he was just spot. No, he wasn't. He was the biggest whiner toward the end. Watch what happens here. Okay, I'm not going to read all this, but watch this. Let's jump straight to uh, chapter 38. Job mentions dinosaurs. It's not going to be called a dinosaur. The word was not invented until the 1800s. He uses behemoth, and he uses what? Leviathan. And you read the descriptions, it ain't no hippopotamus. His tail is like a cedar tree. What on earth could possibly have a tail like a cedar tree? You know, some sort of big creature. Okay, anyway. Oh, but anyway, like I say, oh, let's go back here to... uh, Am I in 38? No, still four. Let's go 38. I tell you, and this is fairy tales if this is not true. The Lord. Yeah, the Lord. Yeah. Well, it's true. Jesus said, have you not read? Okay, wow. Okay, so here we go. He said, the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. Why are you using ignorance to deny my providence? Now get ready to fight. I'm going to demand some answers from you and you must reply. Now you could read Job in about an hour. Wouldn't take you that long. Just don't get distracted. Just read it. And it'd shock you. Job didn't last all his life. It only lasted for, at the least, it was six months to a year and a half. And guess what happened at the end of the year and a half or the end of six months? He got everything back again. He was wealthy. Everything was wonderful. So people, I'm just like Job. You know, I'm just, I'm just broke. If you're like Job, you're going to wind up like Job. Yeah. He went broke. He went broke. See, watch it. Look at this. Job lived 140 years 
uh, after that to see his grandchildren and grandchildren. Then he died. He, then at last he died an old man after living a long, good life. Wow. Wow. Okay. Anyway, let's go back to 38 here. Okay. So watch what happens. So finally, the Lord answers him and says, Hey, where were you? Now, the Lord says, I'm lying here because I didn't do this. I'm lying. No, he's not lying. When I laid the foundations of the earth. See, if he really did this, and if Jesus is the Lord, and he tells us he did this, then (gasps) praise the Lord. I'm in good shape because I believe in him. He said, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? See, because Job had been going, well, nobody can fight God anyway. If God wants to crush you, you just get crushed. And I mean, I don't know why he picks on me and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Do you know how its dimensions were determined? Excuse me, Lord, I went to Oxford. Don't you know, Lord, it's the Big Bang. We are 4.5 billion years old, and the rain rained on the rocks and whatever. Shoot. It's so ridiculous. When you go back, now the only place they teach that is in schools. <clears throat> I mean, the Brits already had the monkey trials. What's the monkey trials? They judged all those monkey things they said people found, found out they were tooths from horses and from oh, pigs and whatever. They find a knee bone here and they found the leg bone of Lucy. When we hear it in the textbook, Lucy, oh, she's this, and we'll have them in our museum. Lucy's other bone was five or six to ten miles away. There's no way. No way. <clears throat> Neanderthal, a lot of people don't even know what Neanderthal, Neanderthal, man. Guess what Neanderthal? I could get my Baptist hymnal out. The Baptist hymnal, it, the guy's name, it was in the Neander, Neander Valley. That's the reason they call it Neanderthal. That's his last name. He was walking down the road, saw a little round thing, pulled it out. And the first diagnosis of that thing at the, one of the English uh, colleges was it's just a man's head. That's all it was. They didn't come by till later and say, well, it was a Neanderthal. <clears throat> no evidence to that except for what you want to say in schools. And we buy into it thinking, anyway, let's go back to this. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Do you know its dimensions, how they were determined? Who did the surveying? Well, Lord, you lied. You didn't build this thing. (laughs) What supports its foundation? And who laid its cornerstone as the morning stars were singing? Golly, God thinks he did this. Yeah, look at this. And I want you to know this is so accurate. You know, they give credit to Aristotle or something that the world was round. Mm -hmm. It's written in the book of Job. The circle of the earth. God knew all this stuff. So much stuff in just a moment when we go back to Genesis 1. All this right there. Anyway, he said, who decreed the boundaries of the sea uh, when they gushed from the depths? See, a lot of people didn't know that. But see, when Noah's flood hit, where'd all that water come from? It was underground. The fountains of the deep. Wow. And then there were fountains above too. The windows of heaven were opened up. One heck of a rainstorm. And barred them by limiting their shores. And thus... And said, thus far, no farther shall you come. And here shall your proud wave stop. That's just by accident. No, it's not. By- so when you go to Gulf Shores, you should rejoice. Praise the Lord. God did all this. Don't worry about being in your hotel at night and some tsunami going to come get you. Praise the Lord. You're going to be protected. Hallelujah. Them shores have got a boundary. What chaos would there be? Anyway, let me notice this. Uh, have you ever commanded the morning to appear and cause the dawn to arise in the east? Lord, you mean you have? Oh, yes. 
Have you ever told the daylight to spread to the ends of the earth and to end the night's wickedness? Have you ever robed the dawn in red and disturbed the haunts of wicked men and stopped them and stopped the arm to uh, rise to strike? Have you explored the springs from which the sea comes or walked in the sources of the depth? Have you lo- uh, has the locations of the gates of death been revealed to you? I mean, it really is a hell. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you realize the extent of the earth? Tell me if you know about it. <laughs> of course, Job, finally, he, at the end, Job goes, I spoke without thinking, you know. And Job said, okay, we'll pray for you three friends, and I'll make sure they're all right, and I'll take care of you. So that's where this is going. But the point is, look how God just keeps going on and on. Do you realize the extent of the earth? Tell me about it if you know. Where does the light come from? No, you ask some people today, oh, the light comes from me, come from the sun. Where's the wind come from? Well, it comes from the rays of the sun. That's just a response from it. You still can't tell where that wind comes from. Remember the story of Jesus and Nicodemus? Jesus told him, marvel not, you got to be born again. Nicodemus says, how can I be born again? He says, let me tell you, you don't even know where the wind comes from. You can see where it goes, but so is everyone that's born of the Spirit. You don't know where that wind comes from. Anyway, where does it come from? Can you find its boundaries or go to its source? But of course, you know all this. For you were born before it was all, well, there's that lie again, all created. Oh, man. You're so very experienced. <laughs> so, boy, the Lord's letting him have it. But, you know, today, we need to let ourselves have it, too, because sometimes we're like, well, yeah, yeah, well, I guess the Lord could have used evolution. No, he couldn't have because it's degrading. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, we think it's, see, we've bought into saying evolution is, it's, it's not survival of the fittest, it's survival of the luckiest, you know. Anyway, <clears throat> have you ever visited the treasures? Whoops, excuse me. Have you ever visited the treasures of, of the snow, or seen where hail is made and stored? I have reserved it for its time when I need it when it's needed in war. Where is the path of the distribution points of light? Where is the home of the east wind? Who dug the valleys for the torrents of rain? That's interesting. You know, wow. Who laid out the path for lightning, causing the rain to fall on the barren on the barren deserts? Okay, wow. Okay, we get that. All right, let's go back to David. Look at David just a moment. <clears throat> David was the second king. Excuse me, second. Notice what he says. And he's saying this because he's in trouble. Okay? This is what gets him out of trouble. Oh Lord, our God, and the majesty and the glory of your name fills all the earth and overflows the heavens. You've taught little children to praise you perfectly. May their example shame and silence our enemies. When I look up at night in the skies and see the works of your fingers... Remember, the whole Bible hinges on this over and over and over and over again. Jesus said, you know, himself, that God created. And then when you find out in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and he's talking about Jesus. Let's look at that just a moment. Uh, That's John chapter 1, famous, uh, famous book that we believe so well. Look at this, John 1, before anything else existed. There was Christ, or in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Look at this. He's always been alive. He himself is God. He created everything there is. No, Lord, you didn't. It's evolution. Don't run. That's the reason we're having so much trouble. You know? Okay. Anyway, look at uh, look what Paul wrote in the very first chapter to the book of, in the book of Romans. Look what he says. Mm. Let me get here to it. Hold a second. 
Notice this. God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, evil men who push away the truth from them. For the truth about God is known to them instinctively. God's put that knowledge in their hearts. So don't, don't worry about arguing with your friends. You don't need to. They already know. They know God created this stuff. The theories don't work. They just try to deny it. I feel better if I don't think about it. Well, fine. The bridge is out. Doesn't matter. You're going, you're going to find the river's edge in a moment. Okay. Since earliest times, look at that. Men have seen the sky and all God made and have known about his eternal, about his existence and his great power. So they will have no excuse when they stand before him at judgment day. Well, we're not worried about it. They knew him all right, but they wouldn't admit him or worship him or even thank him for all his daily care. Look at that. We have daily care? Yeah, except when we talk ourselves out of it. We have his daily care. For after a while, they began to think silly ideas about God, what he was like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a bird. He's a fish. The result was their foolish minds became dark and confused, claiming themselves to be as wise as God, but they became fools. Instead of worshiping the glorious and ever-living God, they took wood and stone and made idols for themselves, carving them up to look like birds and animals and puny men. God let them go. And after every sort of sexual sin, do whatever they wanted to, yes, vile sinful things with other person's bodies. Let Notice this. Instead of believing what they knew about the, the truth about God, they deliberately chose to believe lies. They prayed to the things, look at that, God made. Wow. Anyway, all right, so we get the picture here. All right, now, Let's go back to what I had here in uh, when David wrote this right here. Here we go. So he says, when I look up at the night sky, I see the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, which you made. I cannot understand how you bother with puny man and pay attention to him. Now, that's what's so important. Now you start to get it when you start going back and going, I want, I want to read the book of Genesis just a moment because, I mean, you realize you didn't, there's no way you resemble a monkey. Remember, monkey's got feet up here and feet down there. I mean, when, when, how did this get corrected? They never did. See, what we have to understand is there's a common designer. That's the reason they look similar. There's a common designer. It's just like knees and hips and other things on other animals and stuff. They look about the same, but one's a dog, one's a cat. Well, you got a common designer. Hello. Why would he want to make a brand new model for something that works? Okay. He says, the moon stars. I cannot understand why you bother with puny man. Now, he didn't say, well, you have nothing to do with... No. When God created everything on the sixth day, after everything was done, he created Gavin. That's what should get your attention. You know, praise the Lord. Why'd you do that, Lord? He loved you. Praise the Lord. That's why. Same reason Jesus came. We didn't have to do anything. He did it. He died for us. Unless, of course, wow, 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 we could apply evolution to this. Well, you know, it, it was just, it's just mythological. He really didn't die. I mean, we're still looking for him today. You know, he had kids. I mean, have you heard that? Oh, the, the, the wife of Jesus. <sighs> then the veil. All we, all, you know, it's the untold story. Read this untold because it's not out there. The story's not there. The story's in the scriptures. Okay, anyway, so here we go. So he says, man, why, Lord, why do you pay attention to us? And yet you made him. David, you're wrong. You're wrong. Oh, God, I'm laughing at you, David. Oh, come on, please. Boy, David be laughing at us. He says, oh, yeah, go out there and take on Goliath without this knowledge. Knock yourself out. Matter of fact, what's going to happen? Because he marched in there to King Saul and said, remember, David's just a little kid. I'll wipe him out. I'll get rid of him. I mean, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Man, I wiped out a bear. I wiped out a lion. And it was the Lord that helped me. I'll go wipe out this giant. We have the details of that story. Wow. 
You've made it a little lower than the <laughs> angels. Oh, please. I've heard it all. Cupid's right, Richard? Oh, oh no. Uh-uh. How come angels in the Bible, every time they have to show up, every time they show up, they go, fear not. It's because they are so scary looking. Why is it all the time that people that are around, they fall down, boom. <laughs> you know, I, whoa, you're a Only Joshua one time had a great approach. He saw the uh, angel of the Lord standing on the other side of the Jordan River. Actually, no, it was right there at the Jordan River. And Joshua had already heard his lesson. Be strong, be courageous, don't let anything bother you. I'm going to cause you to whip those Philistines. And Joshua walked off right up to that angel of the Lord and said, Are you on our side or are you on their side? (laughs) And he said, that angel said, I'm on your side. He said, Well, come on, we got work to do. Praise the Lord. Most of the time, but those guys, those, matter of fact, you know, these these creatures, they're, uh, that's where the giants came from. But anyway, uh, you put him in charge of everything. Uh, put him, put everything's under his, his authority. All sheep, oxen, wild animals, birds and fish, all the life in the sea, Jehovah, our Lord, the majesty and glory fills all the earth. Wow. Okay. All right. Enough there. So let's go back now that we know this is not a funny book. All right, here we go. Remember, everything. I'm telling you, everything hinges on this. Jesus talked about Paul. Wrote, his whole discourses that he brought up was about Abraham. Well, what's so fantastic, Richard? Can we? I'm just having trouble here. I just don't know. I just don't know about the. You know, we're talking about Abraham. Well, hold on a second. Turn on the news. What nations over in the Middle East? They're all upset about Israel. Ooh. What about some of these locations and stuff? Yeah, there is a Jerusalem. Yeah, it's in it's in view of Tel Aviv. You know, hmm. The Negev, Egypt. Anyway, when God began creating the heavens and the earth, the earth was a shapeless and chaotic mass, the Spirit of God brooding over the dark vapor. See, I want you to take, this is what's so cool about it. Quit starting way out there in starlight land. The stars didn't get built or made until the fourth day. Now, what does that mean to me? The focus was on you. Don't you remember when the astronauts, when they made it to Apollo, it wasn't Apollo 13, it was Apollo 9, whatever, when they just made it to the moon and looped around. One of those guys, and I'm sure all of them on board were on this, had his Bible. And as they rounded the moon and they came back and you could see the earth in the distance, they read, in the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. It was such an awesome thing for NASA to have done that. You can find that clip. It's easy. Wow. But anyway, the focus is the earth. And man, it's not, well, there's aliens out there. We know there are civilizations. That's not what this says. This pulls us back to trusting in the Lord. Okay, we're back to this. So, God said, let there be light. Doggone it, light appeared, didn't it? But guess what? That's not the sun. The sun wasn't created till day four. Well, I don't understand that. Uh, see, that's fallacy. That's fallacy. I made this light. I didn't have to have a sun. You think God doesn't have flashlights and stuff like that? If he wants light to appear... He can turn the light off. Okay. Anyway, so that makes sense. And God was pleased with it and divided the light from the darkness. He called the light daytime and the darkness nighttime. Together they formed the first day. Not the billions of years. I know good Christians and I like them. They're some of my friends or whatever. But they try to throw in bunches of years in here just because they want to try to be socially acceptable with it. It ain't going to fit. 
The Sabbath was built on six days. Look at this. Yeah. Oh, you do know your Ten Commandments, right? Okay. Uh, guess what? The Ten Commandments are the ten fairy tales. Look at this. Because if this is not true, then, the, then we should go out and go kill people. It don't matter. Who cares? I'm Jehovah who liberated you from slavery in Egypt. Well, we know that's not a fairy tale. This is Exodus. He got them out of there. Have no other gods before me, number one. All right, it says you shall make no idols, okay? No images, birds and fish. You must never bow down to worship in any way. I'm the Lord your God. I'm very possessive, okay? And he said, when I punish the people for their sins, the punishment continues upon their children, grandchildren, all this kind of stuff. But I lavish my love upon thousands of those who obey my commandments. All right, don't take the Lord's name in vain. That's what the next one is, okay? Now, look at this next one down here. Eight, remember to observe the Sabbath. Oh, Sunday school lesson. Well, we're going to pay attention to the Sunday school lesson. The Sabbath, know what? The big lie. Look at this. Six days a week for your daily duties, regular work. But the seventh is its day of Sabbath rest before the Lord your God. On that day, don't do any work of any kind. Your son, daughter, slaves, water your cattle or anything. Okay, notice this. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea. Wow. So he blessed the Sabbath day and set aside for rest. Now, what's interesting to note is our week goes back. This is the only reference to a seven-day week, and that's what the world operates on is a seven-day week. It goes back to this. <sighs> Evolutionists would like to change this because this is like signing. Well, we want to make it the calendar. See, every time you sign the date, you know, what is this, 2017, we're, we're acknowledging that Jesus was here because it's before Christ, after Christ. That comes to B.C. and, and <clears throat> A.D., whatever. Okay, but anyway, so look at that. God thinks he did it in six, oh, you mean six, it was really millions of years, but so it really, there's no, I don't really need to have a Sabbath because this was just make-believe. What make-believe? I mean, God's either who he is and he's proven it to us if we will just, just trust him. He did all this glorious stuff. He can help you with your lawnmower, your job, your anything. He will do it. He's just saying, don't throw me out the window thinking that I had nothing to do with this. All right, back to Genesis here. And we'll close. Because watch, it goes quick. So now that we know he's able, and he did, first day, second day, what happened? Let the vapor separate to form the sky above. Quit thinking way out there in Lala. This is your earth still. This is now an atmosphere, and it's going to be oceans below, okay? This is just our little world. Look at this. Dividing the vapor above and the water below. This all happened on the second day. Okay, day two. Then God said, let the water beneath the sky be gathered into oceans, so that the dry land will emerge. And it was so. Then God named the dry land earth and the water seas. Or Venus. No. <laughs> Quit jumping. Nowhere near Venus. This is just earth, okay? God was pleased. Okay? And then he said, let the earth burst forth with every sort of grass, seed-bearing plant, and the fruits that's in the... So anyway, all these seeds. Uh, and so that the seeds will produce the kinds of plants and fruits that came from... And you can't stop that to this day. You can't get, I mean, that's the reason you're going to get, oh, I'm going to get that chicken. The chicken's going to eventually become a human. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. The seed is in itself, praise the Lord. That pear tree is always going to be a pear tree. And what's so cool is, we know that, praise the Lord. You can be encouraged that, praise the Lord, I'm not going to go broke. You've got the seed in that seed. If you've got seeds, you're still going to have a harvest. 
And you know what? You, you can try to do all the explaining you want to, but when it comes down to it, you can't understand why that seed does that. You sit there on the counter not doing a doggone thing, but you take it outside a year later, it's sticking the ground. You talk about something spiritual, hallelujah. Just do what the Lord asks you to. I mean, just ask Him for help. Just do what the Bible does here, and you'll find all kind of wonderful blessings in your life. Otherwise, it just sits on the shelf. Anyway, it was so. This all happened on the third day. Okay, now, if, if we were going to interject millions of years here, guess what's going to happen to all these doggone plants? When you plant something, you better put the water to it, and you better put the daylight to it, give it some sunlight. Well, yeah, but the Lord, it's millions of years between. But millions of year theory doesn't work. Jesus didn't believe it. <clears throat> David didn't believe it. Obviously, the Lord keeps saying he don't believe that. He's like, why don't you discredit what I've done? Okay, anyway. All this occurred on the third day. So guess what you need on the next day? You need some daylight. Now, you already have light, but now here comes the, here comes the bright lights in the heavens. All right, then God said, notice that happened on the third day. The bright lights appear in the sky to give light to the earth, identify the day and night, and they'll bring about the seasons and mark the days and years. See, now that right there proves that these are literal days right here because this is going to mark the timing. I mean, we know uh, full moon. That's once every three years. No, full moon's once a month. Okay. God made two huge lights, the sun and the moon. No, he did. Praise the Lord. To shine upon the earth, the larger one, the sun, wow, to preside over the day, the smaller one, the moon, to preside throughout the night. He also made the stars. So how'd that starlight get here? He just made it, okay? See, we get the idea, of, ah, yeah, yeah. see what's funny is they'll talk about the birth of a star. No one's ever seen one. They've seen some go out, only a few, about 30 they've kept record 30 in all history, stars going out. They've never seen a new one. Well, they say, well, this is how a star develops. Never any evidence of one. See, they always have an answer for everything. I got a tick bite. Oh, you're going to die. They always have an answer. You know. Should I start a new business? Oh, no, it's dangerous. No. Don't ask people. Just trust the Lord. Hallelujah. The world always, we're full of, everybody's got, everybody's just full of knowledge. I mean, we just know it all. All right, so he made two huge lights. This all happened, notice this. It happened on the fourth day. Wow. Then God said, let the waters teem with fish and life and, other sky, and let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So the fish and birds were on that fifth day. God created great sea animals and filled every sort of fish and every kind of birds. Interesting, that word great sea, sea, sea animals, it's actually sea monsters. Yeah, go figure. Okay. Multiply and stock the oceans, he said. Let your numbers increase. Fill the earth. That ended the fifth day. All right, here we go. Then God said, let the earth bring forth every kind of animal, cattle, reptiles, wildlife of every kind. And it was so. God made all sorts of animals, cattle, reptiles. And God was pleased with what he had done. Reptiles? Hmm. Yeah, but they can't get no T-Rex on that Noah's Ark. Let's see. Is a T-Rex born 60 feet long or is he smaller? See, we, we've lost our sense. Noah didn't have to get even the giraffes. You don't have to get huge ones. The younger ones are going to be more sexually mature anyway. You just got to make sure you have a blue one and a pink one. You know? All right. I mean, we, we, and besides that, you go look at the size of that, of that ark. It was huge. 75 feet wide, 450 feet long, uh, 150 foot wide. Man, no, 75 feet wide, 45 feet high. They got a replica of it in, in, uh, in Kentucky. And they got more stuff than I'm ever dreaming on the, on the level of evidence. It's just people like, oh, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Mm -mm -mm. Do you know they have burial stones? 
I'm not making this stuff up. Look up the burial stones in South America. They're not supposed to, have, they're not supposed to know what a dinosaur is. What they do, that's a triceratops if I've ever seen one. And that other one's got the little bony, spiky thing on the tail, you know? Wow. And who was that explorer, whatever his name was? Marco Polo? He wrote about it. He said the emperor in China, they had a... Remember, you got to understand the word dinosaur was not even around. He, he had a picture of the thing. That's what drove their chariots. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. Well, go back to your dragon knowledge. Go back and look at flags that have dragons. Why they got three talons on the front? They're not supposed to be that accurate. All civilizations can't come up with stories about dragons. Where'd they come from? Carl Sagan, most famous atheist and uh, evolutionist. He had to write a book and called it The Dragons of Eden. You know what he said? Well, the reason civilizations have uh, knowledge of dragons and whatever, it's not because they're dinosaurs. It's because back in their mind, it was DNA was transferred over millions and billions of years, and they still dream about these things. You, you jackass, that's not true. Who would believe that? Oh, yeah, oh, it's like, Melody, if I was a doctor, you know, if I was a doctor, and Dustin and, and Melody, they didn't even go to school because DNA, boom, they're going to be doctors, you know. Baloney! I'd rather believe this any day. And you get the joy of reading Genesis anytime you want to. Powerful stuff in Genesis. Remember, it all fell apart in the third chapter. But even in the third chapter, when it fell apart, it was all totally revived. It was supposed to be all destroyed in the sixth chapter by a flood. But God said, you know what? Noah, I will keep you alive and your kids. And it all started over again. They were totally blessed. We're going to be done with this. Watch this. Here we go. So anyway, then God said, let's make a man. See, we have it all backwards. The school books and everything tells man's nothing but dust. See, if you believe in evolution and stuff, and, and, and I understand the back of your mind, sometimes, oh, gosh, I know, it sure looks like it. Maybe God could have used it. Or it's nothing but dust. But that's not creation. God created everything, and he stopped. And right at the end of the end of the sixth day, he said, let's make man. That's the reason David wrote about it. He said, what, what, what am I? Why do you have anything to do with puny man? Because he loves you. You love your kids? We'll figure it out. All right. Let's make a man. Someone like ourselves. To be master of all life. To be dirt broke. To be poor. So we can crush him. No, none of that. Oh, wow. Someone like ourselves. Do you know that's where, when Noah landed that boat, well, when it finally rested, God said all man-killing animals must die. And a man killing another man must die. And he gives the reason, because man was created in God's image. So when you kill another man, you're, I mean, that's, that's, it's bad stuff. But see, when you look in the mirror, you need to realize, I made the image. But see, if you believe in evolution, it's like, and I know we don't here, I understand that. But, but, but it's this, we have to remind ourselves, man, I was made. Laura was made. Bob was made. Gavin. Patrick. Mel. Dustin. I, we were made. I didn't just evolve. I was made. Wow. Do you know the word Eve? Actually, he says he named her Eve because she was all life was going to come from Eve. Anyway, praise the Lord. Striking little thing. I like to look at these things about uh, creation evidence and stuff. And, and it says, and one of the things I read was uh, all women, the DNA, all point to a local DNA over in one general location of you know, the earth. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, so God made man, but he changed his mind, and he made him like a mule. 
No, he didn't. Let me catch his back. God made man like his maker. Wow. I mean, you, did you, Chaz never came up to me and said, hey, look, I'm thinking I want to go to lunch at... Uh, they don't have that thinking process. And we think they do. Oh, my dog talks to me. Yeah. Oh, Does he pay your bills for you? No. Anyway, back to this. God made man like his maker. Like man. Now watch closely, you women that are here too. Like God, did God make man. Man and maid, did he make them? Genesis chapter 4, I think it says, they were called man from the beginning. Both of them. Okay, anyway. And God blessed them and told them, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. You are masters of the fish, birds, air. Remember, this was not temporary because David still claimed it. He said, you have put him over all the works of your hands. And look, I've given you the seed-bearing plants throughout all the earth and the fruit trees for your food. Now, don't choke on that. Yeah, they're supposed to eat no meat. Well, when Noah landed the boat, God said, it, he told him, says, I've given you all the animals for your food too. Okay, anyway. I've given all the grass, the plants, animals, and birds for their food. Then God looked, and what did he say? Oh, what a disaster. No, he didn't. All he had made, it was excellent in every way. This ended the sixth day. Now, Richard, why do you keep talking? Well, we need to think about that, because if God pulled this off, and he did, in six days, what could he pull off in your life in a short time? I mean, he pulled it off. He felt I mean, this is why David wrote it. He goes, man, I look at the heavens, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. What, is, what am I worried about? You'll fix this for me. I'm not worried about it. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord. If we're not feeling good, maybe your back's hurting, side's hurting, maybe you're sick in our stomach or whatever pain or maybe a bad report from a doctor, we are not worried. Praise the Lord. You created our bodies. You'll fix it because we're asking you to help us. And you will. Father, same thing's true financially. If we're hurting anyway financially, you'll take care of that. And if it's anything we're not even mentioning right now, but it's just some problem that's just distracting us, we're worried about Praise the Lord. You created the heavens and the earth. You will take care of me. Praise the Lord. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to stay on course and leave a record of what you're doing in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Oh, amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, really, me too.